Lester, the Nightfly. On the Pacific Radio Network. Also made available on PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. All hit radio. Every time you pick up the mic, you are broadcasting. Lester the Nightfly? Lester the Nightfly. I'm Lester the Nightfly. Lester the Nightfly. I'm Lester the Nightfly. Hello, Baton Rouge. Won't you turn your radio down? Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. This is part two of a two-part series with Anna Kelly, mezzo-soprano, contest award winner, a woman with a lovely, lovely operatic voice. We had a great show last time, some Beatles and some really interesting other stuff that I didn't know, and that will continue, although we're going to do some musical theater today, some favorites from Anna, and I'm going to throw in a couple from the outside just to play ball a little bit. So let's get back to our conversation with Anna Kelly here on Lester the Nightfly. Everyone in my life except me thought that I would do something involving singing um, or music at some point in my life. But as much as I loved singing as a young kid, as a middle schooler, as a high schooler, teenager, as much as I participated in it very actively all through those years, I was dead set on not being a musician. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to go and study um, constitutional law because I got a little bit of a taste of it in high school 
classes and also I was on the speech and debate team and it was one of our topics when I was in high school and it was my favorite topic we ever did. And I said to my mom, I'm going to be a lawyer. It's end of the story. I am not going to study music. Um, I told my my Latin teacher in high school, I said, I, you know, like, I love music. It's great, but no one can make any money doing it. And so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> sure. um, and I sure. said, I think I'm going to, you know, go to school for law or, you know, maybe business, but I think law. And she said, honey, law school is where souls like yours go to die. I really hope you don't do that. <laughs> mm. She was also one of my English teachers. So she knew me very, very well. She knew the passion I had for poetry, for storytelling, for literature. I loved, I, I was a voracious reader, voracious. Like truly, there was a summer that I think I read 164 books oh, in a oh, summer. Um, wow. Yeah, it, wow. I, I, I really liked to read. And I loved storytelling and I, I loved art and I loved beauty and, and, you know, being in this Latin class, we went to all of these museums and learned about ancient cultures and I was fascinated with all that stuff. And so this teacher knew me so, so well and said, you know, you are good at all of these things and you love all of these things and you will get to do all of those things in the arts and you won't get to do all of these things necessarily in a regular career. She said, I really think that you will starve your soul and that you have to at least keep music in your life in some way, shape or form. Miss Kepler, if you're out there, thanks for that. <laughs> we love Miss Kepler. Thank you, Miss Kepler. You're right. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I find that most adults who give advice tend to be right, even if I don't realize it until years later. <laughs> right. We move on. We're here with Anna Kelly. It's Lester the Nightfly Radio. How lovely to be a woman. The wait was well worthwhile How lovely to wear mascara And smile a woman's smile How lovely to have a figure That is round instead of flat Whenever you hear boys whistle You're what they're whistling at How wonderful to feel the way a woman feels It gives you such a glow Just to know You're wearing lipstick and heels How lovely to be a woman And change from boys to men To go to a fancy nightclub And stay out after lovely to be a woman. I enjoy being a girl. 
girl and by me that's only creeps I am proud that my silhouette is curvy That I walk with a sweet and girlish gait With my hips kind of swivelly and swervy I adore being dressed in something frilly When my day comes to get me at my place Out I go with my Joe or John or Billy Like a filly who is ready for the There's nothing like a dame. What was going on in the 1950s and 1960s? <laughs> we got sunlight on the sand. We got moonlight on the sea. We got mangoes and bananas we can pick right off a tree. We got volleyball and ping pong and a lot of dandy games. What ain't we got? We ain't got games. Packages from home, we get movies, we get shows, we get speeches from our skipper and advice from Tokyo Rose. We get letters dust with perfume, we get dizzy from the smell. What don't we get? You know damn well. We got nothing to put on a clean white suit for. What we need is what there ain't no substitute for. There is nothing like a day. Man, oh man. And then these guys, have you heard of them? Rogers and what hammer, hammer something? You know these guys? Doesn't ring a bell, I'm not no, sure. No, they're gonna be something someday. I got a feeling. We have Anne Margaret, bye bye Bertie. Uh the author is Charles Strauss from 1963. How lovely to be a woman. Thanks to Anna Kelly. When you're a skinny child of fifteen, wired with braces from ear to ear. You doubt that you will ever be appealing Then hallelujah you are 16 and the braces disappear And your skin is smooth and clear And you have that happy grown up To be a woman, the wait was well worthwhile. How lovely to wear mascara and smile a woman's smile. How lovely to have a figure that's round instead of flat. Whenever you hear boys whistle, you're what they're whistling at. It's wonderful to
super important to me as a, a young person, as a teenager. It was really the first music I really resonated fully and wholeheartedly with. As much as I loved rock and roll and loved jazz, I sang a lot of jazz and, and rock. I was in a little, little band when I was in high school. As much as I loved all of that, musical theater always appealed to me. And I think it was something about the melodic content of it. I really only liked mu golden age musical theater and I loved it. I just loved it. And um, <laughs> when I said earlier that the church community was a big part of our lives, especially as I was growing up, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't identify with a church community these days necessarily, but it was a huge part of my life growing up. It was a big part of my exposure to music. I started cantering in the local church, um, which is in a Catholic church, just leading the, the worship service. Um, the Mass. And then I also participated in the St. Thomas More Players, which was our little church theater group. I think everyone starts in a church theater group somewhere, right? I, I don't know. I, I, I think, think that's... It's, it's a required, I believe, in America. Required, <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's a prerequisite for getting into a music college. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was part of the St. Thomas More Players, and I took it very, very seriously, very, very seriously. And we did Bye Bye Birdie. It was my first time ever getting cast in, in a role, like a, a leading role. And I was Kim McAfee. As, as problematic as some of the lyrics that we look at in 2023 are, I think it's a very interesting snapshot of a certain time in history. And I also think like looking beyond just purely what the lyrics say. It's about a young girl who's excited about growing up and about what it means that she's going to be able to go out and stay out after 10 and um, be with her friends and meet a boyfriend and go to the movies and enjoy all of the things of a teenage girl that are important to a teenage girl's life. And I think there's that excitement and then also you know her her crazy hype over the elvis figure and uh her obsession with the musical character and and you know just being a teenage fangirl for this pop star and also you know dealing with handling a mother-daughter you know relationship as you're growing up and and stuff like that and i think that's why this particular play was so interesting to me and so when they said do you want to be kim mcafee i said yeah i want to be kim mcafee so i sang kim mcafee in the saint thomas more players production of bye bye birdie <laughs> in 2014 maybe <laughs> i love it and i it was my first it was my first role in a theatrical thing. Mm. I had done some small things like The Sound of Music. I'd been an extra and, and uh, you know, 
I think I was Louisa once in The Sound of Music, right. but she says, and I'm Louisa, and that's what she says. Nice. And you thing. can still do it to this day. You can still deliver that line like nobody. You know what? And I'm Louisa. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. catch the jazz side of you though and you've got something from dizzy gillespie from 1955 you have the taste of like a 60 year old woman by the way i, I hope you, <laughs> it's all like from yesteryear not from these old musicals the next playlist dear god <laughs> yeah i know yeah we're gonna really reach back in the next show um but this is called all the things you are dizzy gillespie the record is called groove and high from 1955 let's take a listen and then we'll hear some thoughts about it
Okay, you're on. Dizzy Gillespie. How did this get on the list? God, it's such a great record, isn't it? I just... Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Every time I hear it. Yeah. Um, I fell in love with jazz later. It was not something that was part of my musical diet as a young kid or even as a young teenager. I would say I discovered jazz probably late high school. folks who were in my little band from church said, hey, do you want to do this gig and sing in this, I don't know, it was some pub, I think, in downtown Atlanta, and and sing some jazz standards with us. And I said, well, you know, I really like prefer musical theater and pop and, you know, I guess church music, but like we can't really do that in a bar. And they were like, just here's a playlist, take a dive, let us know what you think. And so I did. And on this playlist were things like Ella Fitzgerald, um, Dizzy Gillespie, every major jazz artist and and kind of like jazz poppy artist that you could encounter was was on this. I just fell in love with the sound. I was there's something about jazz I think that is a unique vehicle for the English language. Other languages in, in opera, you know, French, German, Italian, Spanish, Norwegian, whatever you want to sing in, classical music is a wonderful vehicle for so many languages, and even English as well. But I feel like the real expressive form of the English language is in jazz.
the good thing about jazz is that it's an art form that's based purely upon the sound in some ways, the sound and the patterns, you know, and if you can learn how the patterns sound and how they look on the page, you can start to sing some basic jazz. And that's kind of what I did. And so I just fell fully, fully in love with those, those jazzy sounds. And so that's how this particular piece made it into this playlist. I, I still love jazz. I listen to it all the time. Really? It is, it is pretty much what's always playing in my car, in my house. I like to listen to it while I'm cooking. It's like, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it's either fully Kishibashi, Kate Bush, or fully jazz. And there's really no in between. Vanguard. It's okay. amazing. Monday nights at the Vanguard. It's just the Vanguard Orchestra. No vocals. It's just okay. the bit like a big band setting. Love blow, it. Blow your mind. Blow Love your mind. It. Oh my gosh. I'm definitely going to check that out yeah. because yeah. I feel like during the pandemic, it was hard to find. It was. These, these places, some of them went out of business and some of them were really on the edge and they've all roared back. You can't get close to some of them now. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's, it's a, you know, sold out, sold out. Like they're back. The thing about jazz is that you really are seeing what it was like in 1960, 1940, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 1920, yeah. 1900. It's the yeah. same thing. It's, yeah. it's, the music has evolved, sort of, but it's only the third or fourth generation of jazz musicians. And there's a continuity. Oh, yeah. Like your mother and your father are sharing music with you and you sharing. It, that continues. And I've, I've interviewed, recently I interviewed Tony Glaussi, a trumpeter with a big career and a brand new record coming out very soon. Uh, he's traveled the world this year, all over the world. He's traveling with Peter Sincati actually in this right now. And yeah, I said, what would happen if Duke Ellington listened to your, one of your concerts? You say he'd totally understand it. It's an, yeah. it's an extension. It's not radical. It's not completely wild and different. It's in the vein of what 
Dizzy Gillespie's, the yeah. Charlie Parker's, what they would have done at that time, it would be very familiar with them even to the, to the second. So, wow. so you're hearing history, even if you go, go right now. I think. I'm obsessed with that. I, I love that. I, I guess at the heart, I'm very interested in human culture and how it evolves and how it's passed down and like where tradition comes from, whether it's cultural tradition or musical tradition. Um, I, I, I think that's part of why I like opera so much in addition to the musical and storytelling elements is that there's this there's this history behind it. There's this, this sensation that there's all of these, I don't know, operatic ancestors right. that right. contributed to what we have today and I, I feel like jazz is is of course the same thing um, and it's just it's there's just no other setting of the English language and the American idiom if that makes sense that yes, it is that, American that yeah anything is American jazz is American we, we get that one <laughs> so good yeah yeah that's ours <laughs> I mean plenty um, of great artists from all over the world of course and it's favored in France and Germany and Italy. I mean, they love jazz. Sometimes they love it more than we love it, but it's right. still it's still our thing. Well, and it's part of our history too. I mean, it's it's yeah. it, it, the ties to the civil rights movement. I mean, there's just ama it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing art form. I have so much respect for it, and I just love it. <laughs>
the sun was shining, I was laying in bed, wondering if she'd changed it all if her hair was still red. Her folks, they said our lives together sure was gonna be rough. They never did like mama's homemade dress, papa's banquet wasn't big enough. And I was standing on the side of the road, rain falling on my shoes. Heading out for the East Coast, Lord knows I paid some dues getting through. Tangled up in blue. She was married when we first met, soon to be divorced. I helped her out of a jam, I guess, but I used a little too much force. We drove that car as far as we could, abandoned it out west. Split up on the docks at night, both agreeing it was best. And she turned around to look at me as I was walking away. I heard her say over my shoulder, we'll meet again someday on the avenue.
in a row from the collection from Anna Kelly, our guest this week. Silver Springs from Fleetwood Mac. That's from the record rumors in 1977. Tangled Up in Blue. I don't know this one. 
Bob Dylan. The album is Blood on the Tracks 1975. Bob Dylan is in concert right now, moving around the country. That's kind of amazing. I think it's kind of a thing we need to see. The girl from Ipanema, Amy Winehouse, that was originally recorded in 2002. Wow, from the record Lioness, Hidden Treasures. And then my nemesis, Florence. Florence in the machine. I wake up in the middle of the night, cold sweats, shrieking. What are you doing to me, Florence? The drumming song. Florence in the machine coming up next. Against my better judgment, we're going to play some Florence in the machine from 2009. The album Lungs. I'm going to go into a dark room and you guys go listen to the drumming song. We'll see you after that. When the church bells I wake up in the middle of the night and there she is, oh towering, God. scaring me. The drumming <laughs> song, fabulous, Florence and the Machine from 2009. We are going to hear one more. 
And this is uh, sort of a lucky strike because I was just hearing this before this interview, just listening to it. It's called Beat the Bright Out of Me from Kishibashi from 2011, the record 151A. Before we hear it and sign off, can you tell us about this one? Oh my gosh. Uh, you got to go listen to Kishibashi if you haven't heard of him. He's an amazing Asian American artist who creates music about everything. His most recent album is about the experience of Japanese Americans in, in American internment camps during World War II. It's an incredible work of art. This particular piece is one of his earlier pieces. It's from one of his early albums. I think it's 151A, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. This is first of all, aggressively happy music, I feel. I can't listen to Kishibashi and be an unhappy person. I just love the sound. He's actually a classically trained violinist. He moonlights with a lot of major symphonies and orchestras throughout the country. I, as you can tell, I'm like a huge fan. I should work on his PR team, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I went to one of his very earliest concerts on New Year's Eve 2012, I think, in Atlanta. And it just was a transformative experience. And this particular track, there's certain pieces of music out there. You know, I feel like jazz has a little bit of it. Amy Winehouse, for sure. Definitely, definitely Florence and the Machine of like this, I don't know, this raw, visceral encapsulation of what it means to live and to just be alive and to have the opportunity to experience everything that we get to experience to the fullest degree. And I feel like that's what Kishibashi's music is about. After you guys hear this song, you, you really need to look up the bittersweet genesis of him and her. I think it's on the same album. And uh, another story told in this in this beautiful, beautiful music. But I don't know, there's, there, it's experimental, it's wild, it's raw, it's human, it's unbelievably joyful and uh that's kishibashi
Kelly Mezzo is is all of my branding. So you, you can find my website if you just add a .com and that's where you'll see all of my upcoming events. I, I've got some cool stuff in the pipeline I can't quite announce yet, but I've got some interesting things coming up. And then I'm also on YouTube again on a Kelly Mezzo. There's not a ton up there right now, but again, there's some stuff coming down the pipeline. So keep an eye out and um, I would love to connect with any of our listeners here. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram, send me a message. You know, it would be great to connect with some other music lovers. I feel like my music journey allows me to meet so many amazing, fascinating people. I've, I've so enjoyed our conversation today and just, you know, talking about what it means to be a, a human explorer and a storyteller and, you know, a lover of culture and dreams and human experience. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And uh, having the chance to share with you and, and have you share some of your musical experiences with me. I mean, I really just think that's what the whole thing is about. I, I don't know. That's music for you. This has been a PJ DJ production. 